am special guest, Randy Weld. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and as always, alongside me is Trevor. And we are coming at you live today from the John B. Lindsay track in the East Village of New York City for a very special edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. What day is today, Trevor? It's Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited to be here. Uh, it's good to be podcasting in person. I think this is our first time doing it in the same place. It's uh, it's our first time, and it just, it just so happens to be at the Community Mile. I'm, uh, I'm pretty damn excited about it. We also had an uh, exciting guest join us, as uh, you heard in the intro. We had a nice conversation that was um, a nice race preview. We talked about a lot about what we could expect today and what might happen. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to, to see how it plays out. Uh, we got a, a lot of really good advice from a, a great runner and a great friend. And, uh, yeah, thank you again, Randy. Yeah, and maybe let's go to that race preview with, uh, with Coach Friend. And this is the power. What's your anticipated participation for the community mile? Like percentage of the of the population well, of uh, well, how many how many people? What do you think? How many times do you think are going to come rolling in? Jeez, it's going to be a a good number. We know that probably no. more than two, right? Definitely more than two. <laughs> probably uh, like less than a thousand. Yes, I think that's okay. a that's directionally fair. It depends unless, unless Tom is out there rallying up. The, like, the whole the whole race the whole island community he's got the whole and, island behind it it yeah. all de- yeah it all depends on the participation rate from belgium mm-hmm. uh, it does so yeah. there's either going to be like 20 times or they're going to be at 1020 times yeah yeah depending on how many robots get out there yeah exactly <laughs> what year is this are we are we living in an actual future or you know i was um watching um jakob ingebrigtsen who's this like phenom track athlete right now norwegian setting the world i think last week he set the world record for the for the 2000 meter okay like, that was a distance people did but you know how these days they have like the lights on the inside of the track that are mm. like the world record pace or whatever when somebody's going for a world record they've got like track lighting on the inside of the track oh. that's like moving oh. at that pace. Yeah. I've seen that. Wow. This is something to check out. Now I wonder though, would that count as an official robot time for the community mile? The lights. The light the, itself. The track lights on the inside of the track. Are you yeah, are you saying that the track lights are listening from Belgium to the show? <laughs> and they've gained sentience. There's a decent chance. <laughs> so and if, and if and if they are that's gonna be a tough time to beat let me tell you oh no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat it they're going uh, under the bosworth easy yeah sure. I, I is two i guess two anything's a distance because i remember in high school in in winter track we used to have the 1000 yeah i mean i don't know 1, if that's 000. more common but if no, that's have, what i that's what i thought i was like at 2000 sounded like an indoor sort of uh, yeah track thing but it's like all the all the things in the indoor are weird at least i thought you know the, the ones we had because it was a smaller track and all the events were were mm-hmm. funny i'm not all we had like a mile you had a two mile but like that's like when i used to run the 600 which yeah. is like it's a ridiculous distance nobody distance was 600 <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 the six and then that's where we had the thousand and uh i'm trying to, i think we had a 50 because that was yeah. like the straightaway yeah. you know yeah yeah a 1000 that's a well yeah because the 800, I always thought the 800, um, 
I never ran track. I coached track for a little while, <laughs> having never run track. <laughs> um, <laughs> you get the gist. Yeah. You know, uh, but um, in like training with the kids, this was middle school kids, like the 800 is just the worst. It's like you have to go more or less all out and try to hold on to it for. Yeah. For I never actually, I never did the eight, but I did do the six. And I remember, I don't know if this is true, but I remember our track coaches back then telling us that the 600 was technically the longest sprint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. try sprinting 600. Like oh, I certainly, yeah. I couldn't yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Nobody, first of all, nobody in our division from that I saw from all nine teams, nobody sprinted the six. Mm. Um, my friend, John, who won it every single meet that year, we, we were both seniors, even he, who like nobody could touch, he could run it. I, I think I remember he would run it in one fourteen. That was his best. I think, um, mm. maybe I should send him a message and, and see if he, he probably wouldn't remember, but, mm -hmm. but one fourteen sound, sounds about right. Yeah. I remember the middle school kids that were blazing, like the fastest, fastest could do the 400, like under a minute. Oh so, Yeah. So that would make sense to do, yeah, 600, 114. And that, that's moving for sure. Yeah. And it, it's moving. It, he's real tall and has long stride, but it wasn't, it still, it wasn't sprinting. It was just like good running. Hard run. It's whatever that like, notch below a sprint is. Exactly. Right? It was that. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you know, anyway, I guess like an Olympic caliber person would technically be supposed to sprint it. Yeah. Or our yeah. coaches were just being mean to us, which, which, which feel like they were good guys, but they, they gave us a hard time. I, 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 I mean, the 400 was, was the max that I would attempt to kind of sprint, but I remember not even liking the 200. Like, I just remember thinking actually 200 was kind of fun because you start on a bank and yeah. then come out on the straight. I, I really liked the distance 200, but I just wasn't like all that strong at it. Yeah, you're kind of like a slit, like it's like a slingshot, and you're kind of like pulling the slingshot as you're going around the corner, right? And then you're like, yeah, as you go down the straightaway. Yeah, it looks like at least <laughs> I, I did it. I did it a bunch in practice, but I don't even think I ever competed in it in a meet. But yeah, I I don't I did the one and the four. I don't know the two would have been more fun than the four. I like I would, the two. Yeah, well, I, I like the one, but anyway, lest we spend another full episode talking about uh, track event distances and possible distances and um, seasons <laughs> and seasons <laughs> reminiscing uh we we haven't even asked our special guest um the customary uh starting point which is to if, if you could please um say your name for the listener and if you'd like um you can introduce yourself a little bit or say a little bit more but uh just just your name would be a great great start okay well i'm randy weld um, and I do not have any world records to my name yet. I have not performed in front of a thousand or thousands of rabid fans in Australia and stadiums. Uh, <laughs> I have not been first in any category for a city year run, uh, too. So I guess I'm just some guy that <laughs> likes to go out and run slow for a long time. It's a tough act to follow, you know, as you know, we celebrate all types of running and we yeah. celebrate all, all types of special guests and every, every, every person is unique. So that would have to apply to special guests as well. So that's exciting. It's, well, uh, I, I think I definitely fall within that mission of the power motion, uh, picnic hour pod of just celebrating all, all people emulating always. And, and, and I'd say, um, Randy, you, you definitely 
you know, you, you, you sell yourself a little bit short and, and, uh, you have won races, one race. race. Well, and what was the distance of that race? Uh, well, it wasn't a distance race. That's probably Uh, why it was a 24 hour race. It was just, so I think you've, uh, referred to white mountain endurance maybe before on the pod may have been Mm -hmm. mentioned. This was one of their, um, races, the, the white Lake, uh, ultra and, it's a three mile loop around a lake up in, uh, up in the mountains of New Hampshire and 24 hours. How far can you go around and around this lake? Good Lord. Um, and I actually absolutely loved that format. Um, two, you could travel light on the trail because you were going to, you had your own aid station uh, set up, you know, every, every three miles. So just the handheld water bottle was really all I needed out there. Sometimes I would bring the food to go. Sometimes I would just chow on the lap. What was also awesome was that, um, well, a couple of things happened that were great and, um, and probably contributed to the success of that day. Uh, one was that um, I made a wrong, t- I was like chatting with this gal. We started in the dark and I was chatting with this gal heading out and we made a wrong turn on the first lap and kind of added this like little nice. like, like half mile, like sub loop off the loop um, <laughs> too. So, so that happened. And then the other thing that was happening was on the, in the same, as part of the same event, there was a six hour option and okay. a 12 hour option. And the reason this all worked out was you just lost track of where you were kind of in the, you didn't know who was ahead of you, who was behind you, who's doing the 12 hour, who's yeah. the you know, it was kind of like all over the place. So it was really easy to just kind of like do your thing you know, and not really care about what anyone else was doing. And then I think the other thing that was an advantage was it was uh, early November and it was a chilly one. And and overnight (laughs) it got down to like the low twenties. And um, while I don't specialize in running fast, I do feel like I've got some know-how when it comes to kind of managing, managing things, managing Uh layers and managing food and water, like that kind of, and that's one of the things that draws me to ultra and ultra distances. And I think the same thing has kind of um, bit Trevor too, is just, there's like, um, the longer you go, the more, the less it is about like pure athleticism and pure running. And there's a lot more kind of strategy and self-management that comes into it. And and I love all that stuff. That's um, cool. And it was interesting, you know, each lap, it was like the first part of it, you would kind of catch this like cool breeze. And it was, a little bit cold, but if you could just go through that part, it would kind of, as you went around the lap, it got like a little bit warmer. And so I knew that I would kind of warm back up because you never want to get too cold. You never mm-hmm. want to get too hot, stay there. And I just remember at a certain point in the middle of the night, I came around, you know, cause you just have to check in each lap and say your bib number so they can keep track of you. And I was like, yeah, well, so how many people are ahead of me out of curiosity? <laughs> and they're like, Actually, now you're in the lead. Like, uh, <laughs> That's amazing. There's like, and they were like, where'd, where'd Keith go? And like, oh, he went in the van to warm up, but he never came out. (laughs) (laughs) Extended dirt nap. Yeah, exactly. And a clean dirt nap, I guess. That's a lesson for your community there. You know, don't go warm up in the van. You're not coming out. You're not coming back out. You don't want to put on the Livy podcast. Uh, How far did you end up running in the 24 hours? Um, so you had to finish your lap by the 24 hours. So okay. you could not be, there were no partial laps, yeah. um, to do it. So with about, about 30 minutes to spare, I had clocked 105 miles. Wow. That's good. That. And, uh, and, and now it was actually, it was like, 
coming down the home stretch, I figured out that like, oh, I just got to keep moving and I've got this thing in the bag. Oh, that's amazing. And so for my last lap, I just threw on my down jacket and grabbed a beer and just walked it in. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great finish too. My one and likely only race win. But hey, hey, take yeah. them where you can get them, right? I, I think that's the only win out of um, the three of us right here, right now, right? I think we talked about that, Trevor, how we haven't. We, yeah, we tried. I don't think we ever... We we never quite answered that question. If I was trying ever. to remember if I ever won like a like a just a single event at like a meet. I came in third in the under sixteen division of a five k when I was eight years old. There was like there might have been three year. people entered in that division. Um, I don't really remember. Maybe there was You're someone else. Finishing a five k at eight years old—that's something to celebrate, you know. I don't think it was too hard at the time, and I had—I don't know. I just I think what I did would most accurately have been called jogging. Uh, <laughs> because like it was in that spirit i wasn't i was just like all right gonna you know like wasn't trying to get a time or anything just going out there until the end it was like jogging in the 1970s trendy sense with a really fast kick at the end mm. where i kicked mm. and i and i beat some old lady to the finish and then i nice. beat. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of one of my i think my first road 5k i was probably a few years older than eight maybe 10 or 11 <laughs> I did what I think would, would be more typical of a kid not knowing what he was doing, which is I ran way too fast. Yeah. Right? And then I got a, and then I got so tired and then for, I got a ride in the ambulance or something, not, not for like medical reasons, but like just, just to, to like, finish, to finish like, the you distance. Get this kid to the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then they like let me out near the finish line and like sprinted past all these people. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> yeah, you had tons of energy by then. We, we just recently heard that uh, I think it was like, the Mexico City Marathon is notorious for like thousands of runners being disqualified for like riding the subway and taking cars and is that what it was? Like that. Oh, yeah. I oh, I thought they just took like an illegal route or something. No, they they were they were they were like riding public transport, hopping on buses, uh, <laughs> getting in cars. <laughs> like five or six people have sent me that link, and I I guess all, and I never read beyond the headline. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I think I read the next part below the headline. The the, oh. the, the what is it subheading? Yeah, the subheading. Okay. Yeah. Right. okay, yeah, we won't need the fact checkers for that one. We won't. No, thankfully we've got you here. And if it's not clear already, I'd say your other accolades include. If I could say it, Dave might bleep it, but uh, you are a coach friend. You have never been. You have never been named. Oh, that um, won't be bleeped. Yeah, no, no. That's I. I figured that's big, okay. I mean, I think it might be my highest honor ever is to earn the coach friend. To on a mostly weekly basis, hear your your wisdom diluted down a bit and and passed on secondhand to the community. Well, I didn't make any of that stuff up. I think uh, you know. I it's, just, it's in the public domain. Yeah, it's just uh, from listening to far too many podcasts. The other podcasts. The uh, other podcasts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, Co Coach Friend is one of the most popular, probably secret people from the show, along with female gear testing correspondent. Oh, yep. <laughs> and is, female, uh, is that going to be a future guest on the pod? I don't know. It's okay. tough. It's tough to say what's going to happen in the future in general. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, something we've, we've we've often come back to yeah the, uh, the lack of predictability yeah i, mean, I don't want to think that far ahead yeah um, it's probably good and i mean dave that like goes to like your voice has been entered my life at the exact time <laughs> when i needed it too oh, good. Um, 
And, and, and what I mean by that is just the joy of running. You have reintroduced me to the pure joy of running. And, you know, that's kind of where I started, but yeah. you know, like, as you go along, you're like, well, how can I do this further? How can I do this faster? And you go down the rabbit hole of, you know, the training and all the strategy and the techniques and the gear and all of that. And you go far enough and sometimes you lose, you lose sight of like, what are you really out here for that joy of running? And, um, and you, you clearly that that's what you're bringing every day. Oh, know, good. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that I, I was able to, to share that with you. I do really love running. I never got really good at it. <laughs> But uh, but I always I always enjoyed it and I've I've enjoyed it more and more as as the years have gone on. So you know I I often reference um my fortieth birthday when when um I just went out for a really long run you know um and I, that wasn't like I'd never run before that I'd run plenty before that um but like there are certain moments like that where I've just really even myself just remembered how much I like doing it and then since then that wasn't really that long ago I mean that was uh fifteen months ago but since then I've just been running like crazy as, as the kids like to say but you're 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 generating all that joy smashing treadmills and running around new york city in the summer and i'm like well heck if if dave can find the joy there oh I, yeah i have no right being grumpy here in the woods all by myself you know? <laughs> i know well that's one thing that the podcast has made me realize too is i gotta i gotta get out there at some point i mean, I, I i do have some pretty great runs like i I do talk about running along the Hudson River, which is actually pretty amazing. I run on the other side too, in the East River, which is also pretty great. But it's probably not as beautiful as a lot of uh, running in nature, which I which I have done <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> um, but like I was thinking about it today, actually, because today, um, a couple hours ago, I went for a run. I didn't have that much time, and I, I thought it would make sense since we're we're recording the day before the Community Mile. I hadn't been down to the John Lindsay track in a while. I thought mm -hmm. I should scope it out. Totally. So I ran there. Yeah, I ran there. And usually to run there, I would run around the southern tip of Manhattan, you know, through Battery Park up the East River. But that's like that would probably that's probably like six miles. And so like I didn't really have time to like run six miles, run around, run six miles back. Um, so I ran just like straight east, which is where it is for me, so, which is like two miles. A, a directissima, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And, I, <laughs> and so like I ran down Houston at like rush hour. <laughs> It's nice. just like totally crowded city street full of people walking to the subway and uh, similar to my run to Best Buy that time, except much further um, and more, more, <laughs> more buses and more exhaust. <laughs> and I was thinking about how ridiculous that run was. Um, and it was it was pretty absurd. But then I did get to the track and the track itself. I when I got there, I remember how great it is. It's this nice, soft rubber track, you know, oh, like nice. Nice, nice and easy on the knees. A lot of people there, but not not too crowded or anything like that. So it's, it's yeah. the community thing, but nobody's in each other's way. And that's all. Yeah, and that is on the river. So the view itself is beautiful. So got me pretty excited for uh, the community you know, mile. For the community mile. Then I heard some thunder and I, I ran home <laughs> partially well, in sounds, the rain. It, it sounds like um, de devoted community members are going to have to make sure that they tie their no excuses leases real tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we're going to have some weather here for the community mile. I think in the I think in New York it's going to be okay. Um, okay. I, I've been checking the forecast a little bit, but we'll have to check again in the morning. But yeah, no, no excuses. Rules certainly apply as always. But I think we're going to luck out because the other thing that's I hopefully about the community mile is it's not just a run because the run isn't going to take terribly long. It's also just a sitting in the bleachers next to the track, uh, eating some bobos. <laughs> 
<laughs> and talking talking about running and, and music and anything else that is probably the talking part is 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 detracted from more by the by rain than the running because running in the yeah. rain is all right you know yeah. yeah so every i mean we're all participating should we turn this into more of a race preview yeah coach what are what are your what are your predictions well so like the time the the bosworth time the established bosworth time is an interesting number because back in my um track coaching days so the the time the mile time to qualify for the the state meet was 530 um and wow. I, had, I had one runner who was kind of chasing that time um and I would try to pace him on it but I think the fastest I did so I would kind of get him through usually the first three laps kind of on pace and then he would have to go ahead of me because I couldn't hold it Wow. So I think I think maybe it was like 540 somewhere in the mid 540s was like the the fastest time where I completed a mile. Um but I like you Dave have not really other than that and that was several years ago at this point um recorded a mile time. So I have no idea looking to this. I'm I'm not in peak shape. This last year has been a rough year. Okay. Um, a, a year of illness and injury after 10 great years um I was due for a a clunker. Yeah, it's um, a good run, I guess. Ten is pretty good. Yeah, ten's really good. So this <laughs> year was the clunker. So um, knowing that I will not be at my best, I am opting to participate in the skip division. Nice for this, um, an increasingly popular division. Um, but I think you know, I'm, I'm we're guaranteed to have some people go under the Bosworth, whether whether Bosworth yeah. himself will go under his own record speed walking time. That's that's really what the fans want to know, isn't it? That's, that's the big really, question. Yeah. The headline story. That's more interesting yeah. than whether someone else can do it. Yeah. I, I actually did check in with with popular runner and former special guest Pierce Lydon, who who may make it um to the if if they can, they're gonna make it out to the community mile. But they were in a one mile race yesterday and um PR'd. They were whittling it down towards five minutes, weren't they? Yeah, five oh eight at the yeah. the fifth avenue mile. So uh <laughs> Only a matter of time before they they go under that huge landmark. Yeah, that's a good one. They can get under five, you know. That's a good five hundred eight's good, and yeah, and that's getting dangerously close to the to getting to a four fifty nine, which is yeah. very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking for the skip mile. I mean, this could be ambitious, but you got to dream big, right? Yeah. Um, I think an eight minute skip mile. Ooh. Okay. I love that. That's gonna take some work. So, but but we'll see. I'll get back to you on I, that. I know what an eight minute you know run feels like because that's like that's like what my four mile pace is <laughs> uh, so that but that a skip a skip eight that's we'll see dave what do you what do you what are your hopes and dreams oh is lord that, I... that public no uh no i can, i've speculated uh, i just have no idea is the thing i think like a realistic goal is which i don't even know is maybe like 6 30 i have no okay. idea but like you know what what in my heart fast. do i want yeah in my heart i'm looking for a no i have no i I don't even know what I have no idea what I can do. I'm going to run it as hard as I can, but that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I would have, I would have come in. I, so I'm, I'm not going to be running my hardest. I'm trying to decide what division to enter um, or to, uh, to potentially multi-ambulate and do like different mm -hmm. form for, for each lap. I, I, I might just, I was telling Dave earlier off pod, I might just have to go by feel just, mm -hmm. um, because I've, I've got a little bit of an injury. Speaking of the White Mountain endurance races, we got the Kilkenny coming up, and Coach and I, coaches, uh, you're you're pacing me uh, kindly, and 
Supposedly, um, that might flip. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see who's 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 injured worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. How bad you're hurt up from the skipping. A good question is where do we think the the best time will come from? Will it be at the John Lindsay track? Mm. Will it be Belgium? Will it be somewhere else? Time, time, or overall with enjoyment factor. Let's do both. Now, I, I I'm gonna give the nod. I think on both of those, somebody somebody at the event. Okay. I think the 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 crowd energy, you know, the like the the feeding off the 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 power motion community. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's both going to send the enjoyment upward. And and now that you've explained a little bit more about the track and the and the scene, like I mean, how could you not be motivated there? Too, yeah. and I think that's going to translate to fast times. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It it is great there actually. It is a really nice place. I I enjoyed my my half mile running around it today. Uh, actually, actually, just being out there made me want to run faster. I had to like control myself to be like, no, you have two miles home. <laughs> you still gotta run. So you can't yeah. like, you don't want to get exhausted and then like walk home in the rain. Yeah, know- stack of stack of bobos at the finish line. Yeah, right. Yeah, Extra see, motivation. Like, unless I, I mean, maybe that's the secret. Maybe I gotta go pick up some bobos. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and not let myself enjoy one until until the end. And that might, great. that might make that eight eight minute dream come become a reality. Especially if you're gonna find the lemon poppy seed. Then we're really talking. Ooh. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. I actually always say I'm going to have to do creative editing and then really don't. <laughs> so this might be a good week for it, actually, right? This is kind of a, a strange episode. And I think we're going to do some attempt, some live recording from down at the John Lindsay track. Oh, amazing. Get some, yeah. of, that, get some of that fresh audio in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For people like me that won't be able to make the trip to just give me that little little taste. And we'll see how much we'll include. Like, I don't have a, a windscreen for this microphone, for instance. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we don't know what it's going to be. You know, we might be huddled. We're going to be sharing one mic, possibly huddled inside a windbreaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we'll see. But I guess to continue with the predictions, uh, what other, what else do we want to predict or even just speculate about that might happen at tomorrow's event? I think Bosworth takes the UK uh, first place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's our, our second, well, one of our top three countries now mm-hmm. yeah it's probably our second right probably second largest yeah i was just looking at the analytics yeah we got we have listeners from all over the uk actually mm-hmm. so yeah is um is female gear tester um participating in the community mile she is yeah are we okay. are we are we speculating on her time does, does she yeah does she have a goal or is there any gear being put to the test live at the community mile i think she said she wanted to get under seven minutes okay so zero sandals i asked that question uh (laughs) earlier and she said no i I said what what are you gonna run in for footwear and she said my running shoes (laughs) (laughs) so good answer strong move strong move there yeah so she's thinking time i think not uh not fashion oh and we were gonna ask too if you had any any uh given your 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 coaching um Mm. uh any any suggestions for for dave and i in terms of our our strategies and, and oh what, yeah how what it looks like to execute a good race tomorrow well okay put on my coach hat we'll set the friend hat off to the side <laughs> this um, man's got two hats <laughs> <laughs> i came prepared um, uh so I, what i would say is make the community mile at least your second mile of the day 
right? Mm-hmm. If you're going in, if you haven't run, if you haven't put, do a mile warm up, right? Get it really going and really get those leg swings and that dynamic stretching. Um, a little bit of like tippy tappy rapid feet. You know, you can go back. You can go back to your track days and do some uh, some some Mario jumps and some butt kicks and all that yeah. stuff. Make sure you know when you're when you're in the fortissimo in one category. You know, you, you got to take the you got to take the the prep seriously. Mm-hmm. So you just want to make sure everything's primed and ready before you shoot off that starting line. That's what I would say. Um, that that's the number one thing I would say going in. Okay. Too. Um, and then I would say a lot of it's going to be you're just going to have to control the emotions. You know, there's going to be so much excitement and so much hype, you know, but you want to keep that heart rate nice and low as you can. So some good deep breathing right before and just trying to keep all those emotions, that excitement in check um, before the gun goes off. And then I would say just, you know, aim to make that last lap your fastest lap. Um, save a little juice for the kick, but then spend the juice yeah. you don't need juice at the finish line okay and then dave if you if you're seeing that clock you know it's uh 629 uh 627 628 629 don't be afraid to go for the full-on dive for the finish it's the first body <laughs> that crosses the finish line so if that's what it takes just don't be afraid to lay it on the line well i know i won't be and i yeah i'm gonna go full boris becker out there if i have to but that being said, I am probably going to be running watchless. And so I probably won't know my time right. until it comes in. Um, I That's think, probably really smart, really smart approach there. Well, I don't know. I just like to do it that way. I mean, I, I when I run races with, with New York Roadrunners, I think I'm doing a certain pace and it's not usually related to any real time. Uh, so, but so the same you know, phenomenon could take place tomorrow, most likely will. Yeah, I think the hard for you and Trevor, it's going to be not being afraid to go, you know, as fast as, you know, because you guys are used to like logging miles, you, you know, you can mm-hmm. get back and, yeah. and this is a whole other ball game. This is a short game. Yeah. So you got to not be afraid to tap into that speed. I, I did a run last week uh, in like 95 degrees uh, in the middle of the day where I, I ran. I don't I don't know how far it was, but it was definitely sub two. And so that was probably the closest I've run to this. And I ran it as hard as I could. Wow. Um, that being said, I have no idea <laughs> what my time was on that. But that I got kind of the feel of what it felt like to be going pretty hard and then getting a little tired and trying to keep pushing through that, knowing that it's a short, you know, it's a short run and you're not gonna have to push for that long. Um, so the community wants to know, have we heard from Susie Hot Rod and has she ventured into the world of running? Has she stuck a oh. toe in yet? And we know. So I don't know. So we're maybe we're gonna have to follow up about that. Um, I know she's not gonna be able to join us for the mile because she had a conflict. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we won't be able to check in tomorrow, but maybe the episode after that we'll have some follow up info because that is a great question, and I think uh, I think our listeners in in whatever country they're in want to know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I think that particular episode was chock full of wisdom, and I think you guys were really on your A game for that one. And I think Susie too brought um, great insights and great questions. And I think um, the number one thing that I was fist pumping about on my run as I was listening to that episode was just the permission to run slow, especially when you're starting out, you know, your body's not used to it. Like jog, it came out (laughs) a little bit, go slow a little bit and uh, don't be afraid to go slow and then walk and then go slow and then walk. Right. I think it's when we put this exterior pressure that like running should be something. 
Um, I remember when I was first starting to run, I would just go out and hammer. So I started running when I was 30. Like uh, Trevor, that first crazy thing was, I'm doing the presidential traverse and I'm going to do it as fast as I can. Yeah. So I started, I started running like really for, like I, I was somebody in college that I, I remember saying the words, running is stupid. I, yeah. I only like to run if I'm chasing people, running away from people or running <laughs> after a ball. Okay. Yeah. Other, other forms of running, I don't understand it. Those words literally came out of my mouth in my in my uh, confident, naive youth. Yeah. So couldn't possibly be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then I would, when I was first starting up, I would go and kind of do what's probably least productive, which I was. I would go. I had this like eight mile trail route that I would do like three times a week, and I would yeah. always do it kind of almost as hard as I could. And come to find out, as I learned a lot more over the years, that that's about the least productive way to get better at running long term. Yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of in that slow, that conversational zone is where you're building up your aerobic capacity um, too. And so you got like, you guys, it's not only a way to like make, be inclusive to running, to go, to go slow, but it actually makes physiological sense too. And then you guys, I mean, you have just nailed it too over, over all these episodes because now you've introduced the idea is like runs, be okay, running slowly, keep it chill. Oh, and yeah. then run really fast for a little short bursts. Yeah. Like be playful yeah. with it, right? You oh, know, yeah. 30 seconds, go for a minute, do it on the uphill treadmill, you know, like mix and match. And I think that's that's the that's the recipe right there is chill running most of the time and then zippity doodah, you know, yeah. stuff mixed in and then you'll see the improvement have a way to make it fun i one thing i mentioned several episodes ago probably first season was when i was running on a treadmill and watching the world cup last year oh, yeah. and and there was mm -hmm. i can't i can't remember what game it was i think it was england wales <laughs> and uh and somebody scored a goal and it was just so thrilling and i felt like i was one of the boys and i just like <laughs> yeah just you know that's something just do it go with it go with the tv you know like if you're on a treadmill uh or just like do a fart lick if you're uh if you're exploring the terrain as they do in where was that sweden sweden yeah if you're yeah. if you're if you're running swedish style um, well and dave this is another brilliant thing you've introduced i mean i don't know if other people have discussed this but in addition to strides for speed i i feel like you may be the innovator of fart fartlicks for fitness um in particular <laughs> um the city fartlick which is Whenever the crowd is thin enough where you can run fast, yeah, and really fast until you can't anymore because there's too many people. I, I was think it's a great way to structure your fartlek run right there. I was thinking about that today when I was running to the, the just straight east across the city because you get stopped at traffic lights sometimes like that. And you kind of got to run in place, which isn't really the same. And I'm like, sometimes that that annoys annoys me because I'm like, I want to keep running, but I'm like, no, that's just like you're slowing down. And then when you can run run hard, <laughs> run yeah. hard for a while, it's make up for run, it, maybe? Yeah, make up for it. And then like, and then you could settle back into whatever pace you're looking for based on whatever kind of distance you're doing. Uh, but yeah, just working with working with what you got is a, a life lesson that I've, I've learned over the years. And you gotta, you know, work with what you have access to. I was just thinking about and talking about that today, because we were listening to, we listened to the full album from last week's song of the week, the Langley School Music Project, Innocence and Despair. And uh, Hans Fenger, the the music teacher who assembled those kids and you know had them do that and recorded that record he was just working with what he had <laughs> like his his life plan wasn't to be a a rural music school teacher in british columbia i think he had other plans as a musician but he probably never would have 
become as famous a musician if he hadn't gotten you know stuck out there two questions for you i okay. know as, as not only as coach friend i feel like i may be i don't know your biggest the biggest fan biggest listener i don't know i call us listener i know one is what is the origin of the name power motion picnic hour that's a great question the power motion picnic hour started because uh, we started the original college radio show. We needed to think of a name. And at the same time, we were in um, Newtonian mechanics and physics together. And the first physics lab was called the Motion Picnic. And we both really loved physics and going to physics class. So we decided to combine our two favorite things in the world, which was physics. So we took the name the Motion Picnic and um, drinking a shot of beer every minute for 60 oh, minutes, <laughs> which is the power hour. So we combined a physics lab and a power hour is the power motion picnic hour, which is just yeah. like an amazingly great thing. If you could have the two things exist as, as one thing. I feel like it invokes for me, it invokes like, like the power, like I want to bring my power to the run, but then, you know, mm -hmm. an hour is like a good period for the run, but then the picnic keeps me grounded. Like, like there should be a <laughs> element yeah as well you know if i if it's all power without a picnic life is a picnic right and so the other question is in the outro what are the what are the lyrics in the to outro? the to the punk part of the song yes yeah oh, well and trevor wrote those lyrics um we used to think of running as mere analogy like a long run a description of our band's longevity now we're really running with our feet on tread or ground we discuss it on our podcast what's the last line the best running one around. The best running one around. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think, could you do a public service and maybe get that on a future uh, Insta post maybe for, uh, you That's know, a good so idea. I, I feel like I, I took in a little bit of that, but I think I need to like. We'll post it. A couple passes at it and maybe digest it a little bit. We'll post the whole thing. And then there's also the, um, there's also the lyrics to the stoner rock section of the song, which is what I think it is. I should also say like, I, I, I told Trevor, I'm like, oh, we need a theme song. I'm like, send me some lyrics. And he's he's quick. I yeah. knew that's why I said it that way. I was like, this will be a good method. And he sent over those lyrics in like 10 minutes. No, um, no. 15. It wasn't long. And uh, they were very quick. I knew it would take me longer if I had to, if I had to write the lyrics <laughs> and uh, whatever it ended up being. And so my my vibe for the intro of the song, my inspiration, I thought was like, is you know when Billy Madison passes the third grade and he has that hair metal band sing? I was going for like like an indie rock version of that song. <laughs> That's the vibe I was going for, like musically and melodically. Well, yeah. it works. Well, well, hey guys, best of luck. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow at the Community Mile, uh, Dave, you're going to be tough to take down in the enjoyment category. I know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. You know. It's gonna be fun out there. Yeah, just a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I can put up. If maybe if I slip the the Bosworth uh, interview back in my ears when I hit it, maybe I can uh, pull out yeah. some some good skipping too. Yeah. No, we can't. We can't wait to hear. Uh, tell tell everyone how our mile went. Hear how your mile went. Hear how everyone else's mile went, and then compile that all together and present it uh, in some sort of graphical format <laughs> and then figure out what we learned. I'm looking and, uh, forward to it. Break it down. Yeah, Randy, thanks so much for joining us and revealing your, your true identity to the world. <laughs> thanks, Dave. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Take care, guys. All right. Thanks, Coach. Do, do you want to say onward? Randy? One, two,
Special guest. Lights on the inside of the track. This is the power.